1: There is definitely such a thing as too much social media with us this morning to discuss when to dial it back is digital media strategist Scott Kleinberg. Scott, you didn't always feel this way, I know. You weren't always uh, on, on team take a break, were you?
0: No, no. And morning, Bob. You're, you're right. I wasn't. And I think it had more to do with my role at the time. You know, when you're in a busy newsroom and you're in charge of social media, you tend to look at things through a different lens. But whether that lens or not, the social media landscape has changed so much in the past several years that it's really hard now not to advocate for the need for breaks.
1: What, what did you think of the testimony from the social media company execs at the Senate hearing last week?
0: Honestly, Bob, I, I didn't think much of it at all. It's really exactly how I would have expected it to go. You know, certainly unusual and interesting to see Mark Zuckerberg stand and apologize to parents and families of children, you know, who had, you know, terrible things happen to their kids related to social media. But otherwise, I thought it was typical. And not to pick solely on Meta and Mark Zuckerberg, but that's only one part of a, of a much bigger thing. He started off trying to reboot the conversation about mental health. He stated that the existing body of scientific work hasn't shown a casual link between social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. And whether it has or it hasn't, the amount of time people young and old alike spend on social media is so problematic. And I think that's where, you know, what we're talking about today comes in. It's always good to remind ourselves every so often that it is okay to take a break from social media.
1: You know, easier said than done. How, how do you how do you yeah. do it? Uh, let's face it, social media is addicting, and for some people, uh, the very thought of disconnecting is uh, a little scary, isn't it?
0: I, I Yes, it is, and I get that, and I've been there. And not everyone's definition of social media is the same. There's a break where you do a little bit less. There's a sabbatical where you completely unplug. You know, I'll give you my, my favorite secret. For me, it all starts with your phone screen and removing temptation. So if I'm taking a break from social media, I delete the apps from my phone. I don't want to look down at my screen and see the very icons I'm trying to avoid because that's temptation. It's like the candy dish being out on the coffee table when you're trying to lose weight.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you heard us talking about this earlier this morning, but in Sweden they have these uh, coffee breaks at at businesses, and the employees gather in a conference room or someplace together, and they're not supposed to uh, talk about work, and they put their phones away, and it seems to Uh be successful there.
0: <laughs> well, I hope I don't get into any kind of trouble, Bob. But I'm going to steal that idea because that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> check that out. I think there's a story about it today in the in the Wall Street Journal. Um, okay, so if you delete apps, uh, the thing yeah. is you can you can, well you can put them back at any time, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. And in some cases, you don't even have to
0: log log in again when you do. I mean, you might, and that's okay, of course, but doing it this way means you can't cheat on your diet. I mean, if we're going with this weight loss comparison, you know, you can, but you have to go out of your way to do so. Many professionals say that you want to do something, you know, to to resist the temptation. You have to avoid the things you don't want to do. For me, Mm -hmm. deleting the app is the very best way I have found
1: to do that. It's our Tuesday social media news break with digital media strategist Scott Kleinberg. Scott, what other uh, tips, what else can we do, whether it's uh, in conjunction with or in place of uh, deleting apps, how else can we effectively separate ourselves from social media? That's the question.
0: Uh, That's a great question. And another thing you can do is study the people you're following and unfollow where it makes sense. And in this case. I would say be liberal as you do it because you want to remove the hate and the anger and the misinformation and the disinformation where you can. It's very likely over the years that you've followed someone that's been posting the kinds of things you want to avoid. So you want to remove that from the equation wherever possible. Over time, we follow and we follow, but we rarely unfollow. And people we may have followed a long time ago, they may have shifted their messaging, and now they're sharing things you don't want to see.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's harder, I suppose, to do this when you're a business owner or someone operating social media on behalf of a business, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Harder for sure. I mean, because you want to be plugged in for the good of your business. So maybe in that case, you don't do a full break and a sabbatical, but you can absolutely set guardrails and even limits in this capacity.
1: Talk about some of those.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Set a timer that says you won't be looking at or responding to people on social media after a certain hour. So say from 5 p.m. until 9 a.m. the next morning, social media is completely off limits. Unless you're doing something where you really need to be plugged in, and chances are I don't think you're going to be, you can afford to not be plugged in at those off hours. It's important to respond to people with queries that are time-sensitive, but that doesn't mean you can't set needed boundaries. And and also, you can gather some messages and then check for the time-sensitivity factor. If it's not super time-sensitive, it can wait a day, I mean, you should let it wait a day.
1: We touched on a social media sabbatical earlier. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. A social media sabbatical is the extra step of leaving social media for a set period of time. And it's not always set. For some, it's fixed. Like, I'm leaving social media for a month, or I'm taking a social media break from the first to the 15th. But for some, it's open-ended. I'm going to log off of social media and see how I feel
1: have you seen more of those over the past few years if it feels like that that would be the case
0: Oh, oh! most most definitely. When when sabbaticals were almost unheard of, people would promise to do it, and in some cases they would start, but they'd give in and come right back because they hmm. felt this sense of need, that fear of FOMO, fear of missing out. And now I've heard people leave and not come back because they reclaimed so much of their time that they found a new reason to steer clear. Hmm.
1: I can imagine taking a couple weeks off and then wondering if, if you if you really need to come back at all.
0: And and me, too. And I would say this. Ask yourself a very important question, OK? If you weren't spending this number of hours on social media, what would you be doing instead? Or here's another way to phrase it. What haven't I had time to do that I wish I could find time for if I had some more time in my day? Would I go for, for a run? Would I write <laughs> a book? Would I binge watch a show on Netflix that I've been meaning to watch forever? You know, I could go out and take photos with an actual camera instead of a
1: smartphone. <laughs> I'm thinking right now of uh, how life was before smartphones and what I did with that time. But to be clear, a sabbatical can be whatever length you want it to be, right?
0: That's absolutely correct. But to me, if a sabbatical is 48 hours, it's a break. A sabbatical, to me, indicates something that happens for an extended period of time. The only reason I differentiate between a break and a sabbatical is the length of time that you're away can really make a difference. For some, 24 hours is all you're going to do. For others, investing two weeks away could be exactly what you need. I mean, personally, I wouldn't get caught up with the definitions because the most important thing in front of you is the very act of taking a break, how long it is. What you do during it means very, very important things, but they're secondary.
1: You could also take more than one break or, or more than one sabbatical.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and looking at it like that, Bob, you know, maybe you start by saying, I'm going to unplug completely from social media from 24 hours. You delete the icons, you do whatever it is you want to do. And 24 hours later, you come back and you see, what, if anything, you've missed? And then maybe you decide to go back on, and that's all for now, and you take another break for later. But maybe that break is the same size, or next time maybe it's longer, or... The other hand maybe when you come back from the initial 24 hours you go directly into another break because it's something you enjoyed so much i i honestly think that this is one of the most flexible things you can do there's really no expectations or real formulas i think what works best for you is what ultimately works
1: hmm. we haven't talked about the platforms when we talk about breaks and, and sabbaticals and no. i think this would be more doable uh switching off one or two platforms Uh, versus going completely
0: dark. That's a a really great point. Part of me says that any break is better than no break. But then I ask myself, if I spend less time on Facebook, will I ultimately spend more time on Instagram, or will I still spend less total time? I think it's really harder to figure out that answer while the temptation still exists. You know, if you think of the health comparisons we talked about a few minutes ago, you can cut back on certain foods and say, I'm not eating pizza for two weeks. But that doesn't mean you give up all your food. So you could certainly do something very similar with social media. But for me, what I think works is I would rather take a clean break from all of social media and see how it makes me feel. You know, we talked about adjusting the length of a break or the sabbatical. Adding or subtracting platforms can absolutely be part of that exercise. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all element here. I think it really ultimately comes down to what feels right
1: yeah, and I think after a couple of days it would get easier, just like w- with a diet. It's just getting started that's hard. Uh, let's open exactly. up the Genius Bar. And uh, this is an interesting topic. Um, there's a report today about Google and Yahoo cracking down on spam and email marketing. What do we need to know yeah. here? How is this going to affect us, Scott?
0: Well, I don't know how much you are going to notice this. This basically, in a nutshell, says that the amount of emails or spam emails that you may receive will go down because there are limits that the major email providers like Gmail and Yahoo allow. But for us and what we see, so much of this goes into our junk in our spam folder that we don't necessarily know how many junk emails we're getting. But ultimately, it stands to reason, if we're getting less in the way of spam emails delivered to our inboxes, chances are we could get more high quality emails or we could just be bothered less by all of the spam that's out there. So this is a really good move by Google and Yahoo to make this step. But the problem is, it used to be that email was the only place that you got spam. Now you get spam in text messages. You get spam in calendar invites. You get spam in so many places, even social media. So email is just one place. But to me, anytime major companies like this take a step towards doing something like this, we are all better for it.
1: Exactly. We'll take it. Social media strategist, Scott Kleinberg. Thank you, Scott. Have a great day. You too, Bob. Thank you.